0: Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started welcome to managing dental drama amanda thank you for having me oh you're welcome i have been thinking about having you for a really really long time and we finally made it happen. Yes. We're actually in a cool little rendezvous spot. Yes,
1: absolutely. This <laughs> where is we, perfect. Where
0: we could get together and chat. So I want to tell the readers a little, I mean, listeners a little bit about you. So you and I go back several years. We work together in the in a consulting format. Yes. Um, and we still get to share some projects together here and there. So tell our listeners how you came to be in the dental
1: field. Sure. Great question. Um, so many, many Years ago, um, I was, many? yeah, we're not going to say how many. Quite years ago, um, I was uh, a school teacher and um, had worked in the field for about a year and realized, you know, maybe this was not quite the area that I wanted to stay in uh, long term. So I decided to branch out and seek other opportunities in the Metroplex because I had just moved to the area only a year ago and was determined to stay in the area Mm -hmm. and not have to move back uh, home. So I ended up coming across a pediatric dental office in Dallas and um, did a lot of marketing projects with them, worked with their new patients a lot. And being that it was pediatric, it lended itself well to my education background. Yeah. Um, and that owner and dentist was amazing, taught me pretty much the majority of what I knew and still know about dentistry, gave me a lot of creativity, um, creative rights, in yeah. doing um, marketing for that practice and all kinds of Interesting stuff, and from there went on to other practices, general, perio, um, and and so on and so forth. But that's essentially how I broke into the field. Was
0: I, I, it, you know, it's always amazing that some people just fall into it accidentally. Yes, like you. And yes, some are like, oh, it's a family history, but I think it's always interesting, like going from education yes. to finding that sweet spot with a pediatric practice, and you're like, okay, this works
1: for me. Exactly. It really was a nice combination of being able to use my creativity, um, but then also serve the patients, serve the practice in a business-type capacity, so it really was a good match for my experience and background. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got some great questions for you today. Sure. So, we did an episode, gosh, I want to say several months ago, called Inside the Mind of an Office Manager, Mm -hmm. and... I, with your managing background and your history in the field, I wanted to present some of these questions to you. So a great client of mine, I feel like just went to town on these questions. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of pick your brain on some of these um, information. So the first question is, how do you keep staff morale high? Um, and just kind of specific things that you do, so, as you know, I think the the staff morale has always been important. Mm-hmm. um, I feel like these days it's becoming more and more critical for sure who keep staff motivated and happy and uh, it feels like we're not just fighting happiness in the office but we're also fighting some of the unhappiness that can be outside the office as well right so what are some of your tips and tricks
1: for keeping staff morale high sure so I think it kind of throw this out there as an obvious having a foundation of you know a well-organized office with well-thought-out systems in place are kind of a little bit of the backbone. So um, while there, I think there are several things that can contribute to that, that really is helpful in contributing to a positive culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the culture that, because we have a good system in place, reflects a care for the staff, Mm -hmm. a fairness, per se, that is really everything's equitable amongst everything. But I think it's really just as important to really learn what makes each staff member tick Mm -hmm. per se what motivates them what's their work love language Mm -hmm. you know um what would the best role be to ensure that staff members success Mm -hmm. how do i support them you know so they feel fulfilled consistently at work and so i think a lot of offices whether it's practice managers or, or dentists you know seek external applications like mm-hmm. bonuses or rewards to help boost morale. And while those are amazing, mm-hmm. I, I do love those things, alone are not always sustainable or the most effective way to motivate right. staff. So, um, you know, I think going back to, to love languages, for example, I think it's important to determine what what's this staff member's love language? What's the doctor's love language? Mm-hmm. You know, um, is this person a words of affirmation person? Is this person of acts of service, a quality time, of receiving gifts person? Even physical touch, which is obviously not <laughs> the same as what it would be in a, a regular outside relationship, but, you know, fist bumps or eye contact or a lunch or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, for example, I'm a words of affirmation yeah. staff member. And you know I had a manager at one time who was more of a quality time love language so in her mind she did all these extra activities we did all kinds of team building and excursions and lunches so in her mind she's thinking I'm doing amazing I'm killing it doing all these great things for the staff and it was great it was wonderful but very rarely did she provide myself or the team any positive affirmation or feedback so she's thinking, I'm going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And while neither of us are wrong in the scenario, I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe, am I doing a good job? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, she's taking me to lunch and everything, but she never really says, hey, Amanda, you did a great job on that project, or hey, great job with that patient. So, you know, again, nothing is wrong with either of those areas. But if we really learned each other's way that we are fulfilled or the way we communicate or contribute to work mm-hmm. would really help you could see how that could boost or potentially tear down <clears throat> morale and you know this isn't something you determine immediately there's not a love language test you can take per se you learn this over time um or maybe even that is a fun team building experience there is a a love language book for the workplace maybe yes. you do that as a team study to determine oh that hygienist her hers is of, uh, you know quality time I I had no idea no wonder she was asking me to lunch all the time not turning her <laughs> down she probably thinks I, I don't, don't like her. her and that's the furthest from the truth so those things can really turn um understanding and communication and morale around amongst staff and leadership such a good point, and staff. And I feel
0: like too, it's such. It can feel like such a touchy-feely subject matter, right? That a lot of our dentists or practice owners aren't necessarily predisposed to that type of for sure feeling. And sometimes our office managers are so driven by the task at hand, right? And all that's on their plate that it's almost like I don't, I don't want to take the time right. to think deeply about that. But I think you're right. So much of it can come back to: Are we expressing our appreciation in a way that my team members actually understand? And have I taken the time to, first of all, even think about it? Right. But you know, second of all, even gone further into,
1: you know, right. Exactly.
0: Um, You mentioned something too when we when I first asked you this question, which was um, having really good, you know, defined roles and systems and. I think that's really smart of you to say that because I think sometimes when we think about morale, Mm -hmm. you're right. We tend to go straight to, do we need more bonuses? Do we need a team outing? Do we need this? So we go to very tangible things. And sometimes it could be that the morale is low because we do. We've got poor systems right now. There's a lot of frustration, you know, in my role, I don't feel successful. Exactly. And sometimes it could just be asking the question, do have we thought about that right, before right. even getting to all the fun, frilly stuff?
1: For sure. Absolutely. I think that's critical with a lot of staff positions is even if you've got two young ladies or young gentlemen at the front desk, and maybe they're sharing responsibilities, but over time they're like, well, I noticed so-and-so does this. Am I supposed to do that? Or I feel like I'm doing everything, and they're not doing anything, and then maybe a tryst or a tryf can become of that. So with well-defined roles, this is your Mm -hmm. primary task. These are your rollover tasks. So if Susie Q is busy, then you step into that. Um, Just kind of a plan for the system of what's my role, what's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. These are the systems in place. So it does kind of make it foolproof Mm -hmm. that I know what my job is. I know what my responsibility is. And as long as I'm checking the boxes on that, Mm -hmm. I should be doing my job and fulfilling what I should, what my manager wants me to do.
0: Well, and I think you you said something too, like not only knowing your own roles and responsibilities, but having this communication where you understand, give the person next to you roles and responsibilities because then there's not these false expectations of what they should or should not be doing. Exactly, Which can cause some of that tension. A hundred
1: percent. I can't tell you, unfortunately, how many times I've seen that where so-and-so thinks, I do X, Y, Z, and they're only doing A and B. And when I under and I explain to them, I understand that. But do you understand that they're having to do X, Y, and Z also? Oh no, Mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah, so that's why it seems like when you're doing all these things, they're actually doing these particular really important responsibilities too. So understanding, I think, is helpful across
0: perspective.
1: Exactly across the whatever department you're looking at clinical front yeah sterilization even you know any of that yeah
0: well and also too it's like once you know okay great I've got a good system in place for this person she is checking off the boxes that's when it comes into um looking at okay now how am I acknowledging that she's getting the job done right does that mean okay great she did an excellent job on her task list, so now I'm going to go take her out to lunch. Right. Or I'm going to say, you know what, Susie, you did such a fantastic job on this list. Look at, I I love the detail you put into this, Mm -hmm. this, and this. So are we doing words of affirmation? Right. So just finding out, okay, then how do we reward the effort?
1: What fills their work love tank, essentially, and trying to continually fulfill that is helpful in sustaining that morale which is a task in a a dental practice. Yeah,
0: I think that's really good. Almost kind of focusing more on the individuals and the systems right? and then appreciating them in the way that they um, should like to be appreciated. One of the other questions he asked related to this is, how do you motivate your star players on your team to stay and not leave, especially if they are at their peak earning potential for their position? And there aren't any additional or new roles that they can move up to. Sure. So So, any thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: great question. Again, I think that does, we scratch the surface on what we were previously talking uh, talking about. I refer back to getting to know that staff member. And if they've been with you for a while, maybe you feel like you do already know them. But... You know you really need to build that relationship fostering the trust and pride in their position Mm -hmm. that goes to knowing what fulfills them within the workplace because if they're maxed out financially they're maxed out responsibility wise at this point we just want to make this of course an enjoyable experience to come to work but a purpose yeah you know help them understand that your purpose your role in this practice is really critical to Mm -hmm. us and we want you to enjoy and see that purpose and how you are contributing and helping them you know by showing a gratitude so again if they're tapped out financially or maybe you know some of the external rewards really aren't applicable you know will not you come have lunch with me mm-hmm. back in the back? Let's just chat, see how your day's going. I know you said your mom had been sick. What's going on? Yeah. And I think just the care and concern one-on-one speaks volumes to a relationship and to some staff members. Um, whereas if you just threw a Starbucks gift card at them, that wouldn't have near the impact exactly. of that relationship that you're trying to to bridge yeah. with them and continue to have them feel Happy, and I mean, I think we both can say we know people who have been with office for, offices for years and years, and typically what you observe are good relationships Strong with the relationships. owner, mm-hmm. with the staff, with the patients, because they really enjoy being there and serving the purpose yeah. of their role with the and office. I think also
0: just, you know, valuing them in the way that you, you know, spend time with them, but also do they have the opportunity to give feedback in mm-hmm. decisions Do you incorporate them as a part of a, a, even if they're not in a leadership position, but do you value their opinion enough to ask it and to really listen? Um, I know um, I've got some clients that will do like anniversary type gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, once they hit a five year mark, you know, there's. Of celebration, a team lunch for them and we really celebrate them and maybe there's even, I've got one that does like a $500 bonus once they hit five years, I've got one that does like um, a traditional like diamond necklace for their um, five-year and then they have a different jewelry type thing at 10 years. And so sometimes we can honor them in those ways as well so that they feel seen and Mm -hmm. they feel valued just for their longevity. A hundred percent. That's huge um the only other thing I was thinking about with um, team members that staff uh, that kind of max out is also um, one of my clients escalates up on perks and benefits so mm-hmm. like once they hit a longevity top point like 10 years they might do four weeks of paid vacation right. rather than right. the two weeks that everybody else gets and so. Right not that they're staying for that reason but sometimes it's nice to be acknowledged in ways that's not for sure a dollar amount right
1: it's it's an additional pto time Mm -hmm. uh for yeah I think that's that's huge. Or even i even know people that got the parking spot. Yeah, the the favorite covered parking. This is Sandy's parking spot. Even if it's just for you know a, a week out of the month or a month out of the year. It's it's even I even knew someone who got excited about that kind of stuff. So yes. you know even if you don't if it's a newer practice and maybe you don't have, it's an acquired practice and you don't have the funds to reward that hygienist that's been there for 20 years, you know, you can think a little bit outside of the box and be like, you know, Susie Q, I'm going to give you my covered parking spot. Or, you know, if you need to use, if you need to use the bat, the private bathroom in my office, then it's all yours. Fine. (laughs) Like whatever. Just, I think be flexible. And that's kind of a silly example, but I think thinking outside of the box to make them feel special and just like Like you said, acknowledged that we're thinking about you. We appreciate the time and service you've put into this practice.
0: And I think it can become a part of... The way they view themselves and the value that they bring that if we view them as a legacy piece in our practice and so right. prized and valuable, then over time they can start to rather than view themselves as tapped out, right? They can view themselves as look at the importance that I have for sure you know, with this team and with this patient base. For so, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Those are great ideas. Yeah. Okay, the next question Um, is a good one. I know you'll have a lot to say (laughs) on this, but when you overhear your front desk struggling with a conversation in person with a patient or parent or over the phone, when do you step in versus allowing them to handle it?
1: So, that's a really good question, and I do have to say, I think it could be Mm -hmm. Mm scenario-specific. As a general rule, I do like to step back and let said staff member continue to handle the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for a couple reasons, one, I want them to experience it, try to correct it, you know, change the course and, and do it correctly. And two, if possible, I don't want them to feel badly like mm-hmm. I've stepped in to somehow make them look silly because that's of course not my intention but some people can take it that way like I thought you can't handle this yeah. let me take over <laughs> um, so I don't like to do that if possible I like to let them handle it and whether they corrected the course or not I might still pull them aside and say hey I heard you know how this conversation went if you could have changed anything about that, what might have you have changed and see kind of what they come up with on their own. And I might feed a few tips in there. It's like, you know, maybe try this next time or X, Y, Z next time and allow them to change the course that way. Now, um, if I sense that, some frustration is brewing either on the patient parent side or even the staff member side sometimes I'll step in more so as a redirection of energy Mm -hmm. than to necessarily come in and correct Um, and again depending on how frustrated we are depends on if I go ahead and just take over completely, or if I just redirect energies a little bit and say, okay, I think what Sandy was going to help you with was XYZ, Mm -hmm. and kind of just diverting it and correcting it that way. I really don't like to correct in front of patients because, in front of anybody, honestly, because I don't think that is valuable for Mm -hmm. work self-esteem mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I wish if it's becoming to where it's not a positive experience for either of them usually what? we'll try to step in um, and either you know get kind of redirect the energy um, dissolve the issue a little bit on our own and if and if need be you say you know what Sandy I think the phone back in the back someone's on hold for you yeah. do you and <laughs> grabbing that and they may think like thank you Amanda for <laughs> saving me from you know, whatever issue was at hand. <laughs> this yeah. terrible situation. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and I think you're right. Sometimes it's just, um, it's the smartest option to let it unfold. Right. As long as there's not going to be major collateral right. damage, we really, it, it, we can sometimes unintentionally wound our employee. For sure. By stepping in because it says, I don't have confidence right. in you. Right. And that, that's a hard thing. Once we do that a few times, it can be very hard for that employee to find their footing mm-hmm. and, and grow in confidence. Right. Um, also, we don't want them to always be reliant on us sure. to step into difficult situations. They, they've got to kind of figure that stuff out on their own. Right. Um, so I think that's, if I feel like I could summarize for you, on your side, it's default to that. If we can default to letting them figure it out, let's default there. Right. When when in doubt, default to that. And then I think when it is getting just completely, you know, it's going bad. It's going south. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can ultimately, um, man, we've got some good... We're, we're gonna be having some yeah, fun. Yeah, I know. Background noise. Yeah,
1: got a little bit of Texas weather. We got some good hitting hail. us right now. <laughs> oh, my word. That's okay. Hopefully,
0: yep. hopefully you guys realize as you listen that we're sitting in a storm yep, for you guys. Yeah, we
1: are, yeah, we are making it through. It is fun. <laughs> it is all good. Um,
0: but I do like your idea of sometimes even stepping in to just change the energy of the situation. Right. Um, maybe even not even having to say anything. Sometimes just having a presence if there's right. a second computer or if you just need to step in and start cleaning up the room. Right, Or right. something that just kind of can potentially cause a distraction uh-huh. almost. For and then sure. And your team member knows, hey, I'm here. If you if need, need me. me. Right. I'm right here at this computer and right. you can tag me in. Right, right. And so it's kind of a subtle way of showing, hey, I got your back without... Looking inserting like yourself you're directly, a, a yeah, part of it, yeah, I, that for sure. So I think those are really, really good tips. Now, as far as coaching on the back end, I like that you said kind of after the situation has ended that you really open it up for, hey, what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. it? Rather than immediately leading with, hey, I want to provide you with some coaching. Right. That can feel like they weren't heard in that situation. So right. I think giving them the, them the chance to share their thoughts and right. ideas first. Sometimes they're going to be harder on themselves than we would be. Right. Um, and so I, I like the idea of just opening up the floor for them first. And then right. be saying, okay, great. Those are really good thoughts. Would you mind if I give you some feedback right. as well? Um, for sure. So, so I don't think we let those situations go without coaching. It just means we've got to be... Very delicate, right? With how we do it, a hundred
1: percent, absolutely. Those
0: yeah. are that's really good. Um, do you like the um, ability to listen to recorded
1: phone calls? I do, mm-hmm. I do. Um, I don't know that my team likes it as <laughs> much as I do, um, but it really is incredibly helpful f- for me to glean information not only about the staff members, but even sometimes practice metrics. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm noticing. You know, the trend for the last two months is the new patients seem to be, us closing those phone calls seem to be lower than normal. And I can say, you know, that's when I've had Susie Q on the phone more recently, and I pull up those phone calls, and I can understand, oh, maybe I need to perhaps give her some extra support in this area yeah. to help her close the majority of those new patient calls. <laughs> um, so, yes, I think those are 100% helpful. Um, and me understanding what their needs are to support whatever their particular role is Mm -hmm. in the, in the practice, front desk, treatment coordinator, you know, whatever. If I've got a treatment coordinator and suddenly like my unscheduled treatment plan goes from half a page to three pages, like, you know, what's, what's going on with that? Maybe I need to pull up phone call list and see how she's what's going on with that or maybe it's recare just anything like that so those are are very helpful yeah. in general.
0: Well, and sometimes it's, especially as a manager, it's like you just can't be in all places at once. Right. And I feel like phone calls or being able to pull a report and try to do some back tracing to figure right. out what's impacting those trends is so helpful because we can't listen to every phone call. Right. We can't be in on every unscheduled treatment phone call or unscheduled hygiene phone right. call and So it is one of those areas that it's a valuable tool for the office manager, Mm -hmm. um, especially if we can then coach, again, delicately and encouragingly. Right. I've got one um, team. We actually just did this. um, We actually list. So somebody on the team. Um, has access to the recorded calls Mm -hmm. and she'll just randomly select like three or four phone calls Mm -hmm. a week Mm -hmm. and then she puts those um, into an accessible form for the doctor and for myself Mm -hmm. and she herself fills out an evaluation form. It's the same evaluation form for every phone call and she'll go ahead and do her evaluation form and then um, it's so helpful because I can see what her initial feedback is and then when we get together as a team We'll play some of those mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. figure out, you know, as a team, right? what did we like about this phone call? What would we change? And so it kind of makes it, it kind of goes through several layers of evaluation sure. before it's even before the manager even has a say so in it it's like the team is evaluating it before we even right and it's such a part of their culture that it's not like of course people get nervous to hear their phone calls sure but it's not like oh I'm pulling out this one phone call and we haven't listened to any in a year it's a
1: safe environment (laughs) it's a non-judge everyone we're all friends here we're family let's just see how we can support and help Yes, for sure. That's awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, I I feel like I'm at a stopping point. I've got more questions for you, so I may just have to stop and start a new episode here, because otherwise we're going to run over time. Yeah, it
1: sounds great. Thank you for answering these questions. Of course, of course. I know we made it to the other side. You stayed so focused in the spite of the hail. Hey, you know what? That's a manager on display. Uh, Yeah, that's that's dental right there. You just got to make it. You got to make it.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, And let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.